Hi, here we are for our podcast at Education International. I'm Martin Henry, the research coordinator, and I have with me today Wilson Soussion, who is the general secretary of the Kenyan National Union of Teachers, and Lucy Jero who is the Head of Research at the Kenyan National Union of Teachers. So I'd like to welcome you to our cold and pleasant land here in Brussels. Thank you. And we're going to start by um, going to Wilson, who is going to give us a, a sketch, a little sketch of the Kenyan education system, the balance of public and private, and the relationship between the Kenyan National Union of Teachers and the government. So, Wilson. Yeah, thank you. The Kenyan education system, uh, which has been on for 30 years, was reviewed 30 years ago, follows the 844 system curriculum, uh, which is very specific to, to the country, with uh, a curriculum that is developed by Kenya Institute of Curriculum Development. And uh, we have a strong legal framework that guides our education system with uh, uh, a basic education act which was reviewed uh, in the year 2012 following the new constitution and uh, the teacher service commission act which guides the teaching service and the kenya national examinations council act that guides the ex 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 examinations system of the country that is in relation to the basic education so we have uh, the 844 and uh, a curriculum that is, that, that is developed by Kenya Institute of Curriculum and Development. All institutions in Kenya following the 844 must teach the, within uh, the framework of KICD curriculum. The syllabus, the learning materials, and of course the materials are approved by the teaching and learning materials, the textbooks uh, are approved by the Kenya Institute of Curriculum Development. So we operate within a strict legal uh, system and uh, policy framework. And the education policy in Kenya is supervised and, uh, and, and implemented by the Ministry of Education. This ah. is going to be very important to this discussion. Sorry to interrupt you, Wilson, but before we bring Lucy into the conversation, because we are going to be talking about a piece of work that you've been working on over in Kenya around Bridge International Academies, who do not necessarily follow the rules that you've pointed out to us. And I know that over there, the work that you've done to clarify the nature of the Act and the relationship of the Union to the Act are really, really important. Yeah, indeed. Uh, the Teaching Teacher Service Commission Act is very explicit in Section 23 that anybody offering teaching currently in Kenya must be trained, qualified, and registered teacher. And that has been enforced by the government at the start of this year for all schools, both public and, uh, and private. The existence of private institutions uh, in Kenya is quite historical. And with the advent of uh, the free 
primary education and affordable secondary education, this has ignited more private schools uh, in, in Kenya and uh, because of quality challenges. And uh, the bridge schools uh, entered the Kenyan market in 2009 and has expanded. And bridge schools are violating all known laws in Kenya. One, they are not following the Kenya Institute of Curriculum Development. Two, uh, curriculum. Two, they are not using approved teaching and learning materials because all the teaching and learning materials must be approved by KICD. The computer tablets and, uh, and, and the book and the materials uh, are not approved by KICD. So that is a gross violation of, uh, of the existing uh, laws in Kenya. And uh, number three glaring is that uh, majority of the teachers are not trained, qualified, and registered by the Teacher Service Commission, which is also a violation of, uh, of the Teacher Service Commission Act. And that has been the basis of our concern. The other convention of private schools that have complied, we've had no issue with them. Okay. They've complied with the legal framework. But uh, specific to breach uh, uh, is masquerading to be uh, engaged in a philanthropic activity of uh, helping poor children to access education, whereas it's, uh, it's operating within the premise of... Uh, against the legislative framework. It's not, it, it, it's, it's not following the Kenyan curriculum and they are not utilizing trained and qualified teachers, whereas the net effect in, in, in their fee charges are, uh, um, um, amount to exploitation and, of course, it's very clear that they're engaged in what we have called low-fee-for-profit uh, business. So it's actually a chain of edu business, and uh, we are happy that the Kenyan public have begun seeing this since we rolled out this campaign, and uh, since we launched the report on on the study of the breach, parents have uh, have begun uh, withdrawing their children from because they've known what it is. They've begun withdrawing their children from bridge schools to. Uh, to the ordinary public school system. That is the major achievement of, uh, of our campaign. And uh, we still anticipate the Minister of Education to stamp its authority uh, based on our report and based on their own report as well and enforce the, 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 the legislative framework of, 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 of the country and uh, compel breach to either comply with the law or uh, shut down. Okay. But I'm going to bring Lucy in at this point, Wilson, because um, you've been very um, significant in moving this issue forward to the Minister of Education and to your president and through your political structures. Yeah. Lucy has also been incredibly significant in developing the actual report. So I'm, I'm going to turn to you, Lucy, and, and ask you to just talk us through some of the challenges and thinking about research around a company like Bridge that, as Wilson has pointed out, do not follow the laws of the country and yet are operating across a whole number of settings. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I think uh, 
in our in our um, attempt to carry out the study on the bridge academies we experienced uh, very very key challenges one of them being that it is um it's a very inclusive um kind of setup where uh, you just can't get into bridge school there's a lot of suspicion uh, when we had our researchers and our data collectors most of the times we had to work out the issue of shielding them i mean you cannot just walk into the institution and say i want to carry out an education research in this and these areas you'll be treated with a lot of suspicion and more often than not we had to even carry out our interviews um, in people's um, uh, people's homes we had to follow up the um, uh, teachers who taught in bridge and they did not want to be disclosed that they participated in the study and that definitely complicated our our study now when we came to uh doing the the launch uh we also experienced uh, several challenges because um the partners that we had uh, um, um we, we had partnered with in the study they were not willing um to, to come open as per the, the way the, the report was unfolding. We had a lot, a lot of um, a regular review and, uh, and the questions of uh, what if this happens to this? And before we could get into that, we could not just launch the, 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 the study. Now on uh, very specific details about the launch, we found that um, the time we planned to, to, to do the launch, Brinch, which is a very, very, powerful kind of company they too and prepared counter kind of counter attacks on the launch then for example brought people we are not sure whether they are they are they are actually partakers of the the, the bridge academies uh, from from another country to to simply come in and uh, and understand in and counter our findings so it is a it is a very high level um kind of business model where in my view um they 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 to go out of their ways to protect what they think is exclusively theirs okay that that's you've opened up a really interesting question there lucy and i'll bring you back in on this wilson it's taken a lot of courage from the knut and from the partnership with ei to actually work out how to go about this process of taking on what you have pointed out as a very powerful organization and they are a for-profit business so they are working around primary school education in what is said to be and said to be for the poorest students of Kenya and yet if they're making money from these students how does that work Wilson given that the poor in Kenya are at a level of poverty that we don't experience here in Belgium, but um, as, as how are they able to draw money from that particular community? Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a very interesting and intricate approach because it's meant to deceive uh, the clients, unsuspecting clients, unsuspecting parents, uh, with the promise that they're offering better education than the ordinary public schools. And, uh, and and that is what is uh, fo forcing some of the parents to supply their children and struggle to pay with the hope of uh, uh, getting quality education for their children. 
but I think from the report, the facts have been exposed and uh, quite a number of parents are beginning to understand what is happening in the schools, that their children are being taught by people who are not uh, trained and qualified teachers, contrary to the expectations of the law, that even the curriculum that, that their children are being treated to is not really an approved curriculum. The teaching and learning materials are different from, are not approved. And I think these facts of consciousness that are coming out is beginning to open the eyes of the parents. And uh, even without the government taking action, some of the parents have begun uh, uh, reacting to these facts and information and have begun withdrawing their children. What, what, what we think we will be uh, embarking on as a union is to further intensify uh, the education to the parents and, uh, and to further engage the schools around the bridge to prepare to receive uh, these children from, from bridge school uh, while awaiting firm action from government. All this is about deception. And, and uh, if you look at the deeper analysis of the parents in the so-called pockets of poverty, and where, where the story of children are de deprived access to education, which, which is a myth, is that it is only the, the rich parents within those pockets who are able to afford this. The poor parents cannot. And, and therefore, it fails to be a philanthropic activity at all, completely. And it's, it's a business model. But uh, with more consciousness, with more information, more data being rolled out to the parents and to the communities, they're beginning to understand who Bridge is. Okay. And, uh, and, and uh, with continued improvement of uh, programs in public schools, uh, confidence slowly, confidence in the public education system is slowly coming back. And th this, of course, the indicators are parents are moving children from Bridge to the public school, which is, which is uh, a positive step for us. And we think we should continue advocating for uh, sustenance of st quality teaching in our public schools around these areas and convincing the parents to transfer their children to the, to the public schools and uh, further uh, clarifying the facts about the model of bridge. So we're talking, of, yes. we're talking about a company here that says that they're working with the poorest people in Kenya. But as you've pointed out, and it does tell us in your report, actually, Lucy, that they do not work with, with the, the poorest poor. parents of, of Kenya. And also, I want to just repeat for the listeners that there are teachers in these schools who are untrained, many of them, as the report tells us, just out of school themselves, and they don't have degrees, and they don't have qualifications in knowing how to teach, and they're teaching word for word, and, and sentence for sentence, it is time to walk around the classroom now. Fundamentally, they're continuing to use untrained and unqualified individuals. Terrible. And, which is against the, 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 the laws of our country. And uh, as I've stated, the Teacher Service Commission Act is very clear that 
anybody teaching in any classroom in Kenya conducting teaching must be first of all trained and qualified within the teacher curriculum training program of Kenya and registered and permitted to teach okay. by the Teacher Service Commission. We're, but we're, Bridge has continued to use non-teachers, uh, which is a gross violation, not only of the law, but also the rights of children. We can't allow. The law cannot permit a person who is not prepared, properly trained, to teach and handle learners. Okay, we're, we're going to change gears for a minute now because you talked about something else before which I think our listeners would be very interested in and that is that we are seeing confidence grow in the public education system. I know that in Kenya you have some really important work going on around curriculum development. I know that you, Lucy, have been involved in work around the breadth of learning and how you can look at developing the whole child within the Kenyan environment. Mm -hmm. We know that the bridge model we've discussed is very narrow yeah. and focused only on literacy and numeracy and is focused only on the results that the government count. It's not focused on well-being. It's not focused on whole child um, mm -hmm. learning. So if we can just move into that area for a little while and, and talk a little, we'll hear from you, Wilson, and then Lucy, about how the public system is gearing up to do a better job for all the students. Yeah, the, the, the premium that we have in Kenyan, uh, in Kenyan education sector at the moment is that of reforms, and uh, more especially geared towards curriculum review. And, uh, and even as we await for that curriculum that uh, focuses on competencies that will allow learners to develop, uh, uh, to choose their careers even early and uh, pursue pathways that will lead them to their careers. Uh, currently, the talk on improving the quality of teaching in our public schools is very strong. The talk of uh, reorganizing the teaching system to allow children acquire other skills, social skills, life skills, is a big talk. And, and that's why the ministry has gazetted many, many, many regulations, including ban of tuition, including uh, uh, directing schools to ensure that students enjoy their break time, their line time, their games time. Okay. Because these are critical moments that are needed for learners to interact among themselves and even to interact with adults so that they can acquire life skills that are also equally critical in life. And uh, this is contrary to what could be happening in schools like Bridge. They don't give uh, the consideration for that because uh, it is not only the classroom curriculum that will develop children. It is also the uh, outside, uh, outside class activities that indeed are very critical. And, and that's why we need to create the balance of time for learners to acquire uh, certain skills, and that being, is being enforced in, in, in our country, the ban of teaching beyond certain times, the ban of teaching over the weekends and even teaching over the holidays so that uh, children can have time uh, to acquire other critical social skills which are critical in their life, which breach is grossly violating by devoting almost all the time 
to compel learners to engage in bookworm and book 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 activities and uh, generally the, the the teaching and learning conditions in bridge does not develop children it's not educationally desirable it doesn't uh, develop a, a whole person a whole child as opposed to what is being advocated in our public schools more resources funding is, is, is being uh, directed at schools and also restructuring the school teaching and learning uh, uh, timetable and calendars to permit learners to be to, to engage in balance activities balance of activities rather than uh, uh, bookwarming throughout and, okay uh, and that is what the new curriculum envisages to uh, because we'll be shifting from objective-based curriculum to competency-based curriculum where learning will be centered on the learners and based on skills and competencies and talents that can be identified earlier and developed and pathways developed thereon. So it's, it's, it's an exciting focus of a completed new curriculum that really uh, is far away from what, uh, what, what, what Bridge is, is, is pursuing in the business model. So the union is taking a lead and thinking about the whole child, thinking about the pathways available for learners, and thinking about the development of education for everybody in Kenya. We are right at the centre of reforms, the curriculum review. Uh, we not only have a seat, but we have a voice, and uh, we have engaged in the robust debate on the uh, curriculum review. And also, uh, we have supported and, 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 and voiced our concern of uh, the, the, the bookwarming system that we're compelling children to, to too much classwork at the expense of other aspects of learning. And that is why these reforms have, have, have been instituted. We've been a very strong, we remain a strong proponents of development of a whole child. Okay. And, yeah. And I, I'm going to bring Lucy in now because I know, Lucy, that you've been surveying schools, secondary schools, around this breadth of work that's going on within the school setting. Mm -hmm. um, if you could just talk to us a bit about what you've discovered as you've gone around secondary schools and what secondary teachers have been telling you about the breadth of learning that's happening. <clears throat> Thank you. Now, what, what, what we found out so far about the, the breadth of learning in the Kenyan schools uh, first is the, to, to acknowledge the fact that there has been big attempts to make sure that um, the Kenyan system meets the, uh, the issue of uh, a well-rounded person. Uh, the greatest challenge has been on the number of teachers who are involved in the teaching. We, we, we've already found that um, there are very many schools in Kenya where we have... Um, um, schools not teaching all the subjects, as should be the case to develop a well-rounded person. Uh, subjects like um, 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 uh, 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 skills, uh, life skills. Life skills have not been given the, the high-level uh, kind of teaching they would want or participatory approach in some of the schools where there's been a lot of emphasis on mathematics, um, on the, you know, on very academic subjects. Now, what the teachers feel 
and what the teachers have expressed is that they feel more should be emphasized in terms of skill development. Uh, learners should be given enough time for uh, going for extracurricular activities. And they feel that teachers who are involved in extracurricular activities, they do it on their own, as their own in, in initiative. That those teachers are not rewarded and they do it at their own times, while they feel it is a very important component. Now, with the, with the new reforms, um, the, the new curriculum reforms, we anticipate that the government and everybody who is uh, a well-wisher in education will play a key role in emphasizing the importance of, um, of um, a well-rounded character in terms of the academic subjects, as well as developing life skills that will be important for life. Because what we realize, um, the Kenyan situation at the moment has been very academic-oriented. And um, that's why we have so many people who are graduating from the universities, and they are not able to even meet in the job market because they have not been practicing what they learn. They just like go to school, learn mathematics, learn English, get an A, and you are out there. You don't know how to relate with the people. You don't know how to, to give back to the society, and that has been a challenge. Now, with the findings of Breath of Learning, which of course I'm sure we'll be sharing with the government, we've been able to identify where there are gaps in terms of a complete, um, well-rounded character in the perception of the teachers. This has also been in terms of provision of um, teaching and learning materials, uh, for some of those areas that seem to be uh, kind of left out and not thought out a, a, a lot. Um, we, we believe, in my view, I believe once we do the analysis and share this with the, uh, um, with the, with the, with the, with the government, then uh, the government should also be uh, looking at that. Also, the, another issue that has come up is uh, very much on the professional development. Uh, of the teachers to deal with those particular subjects. Um, we found that teachers teaching um, arts, for example, teachers teaching music, there are quite a good number of them are not trained. And it's, 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 it's you go to school to teach, you are, you are trained to teach English or to teach mathematics, and then you are given an extra subject called music without the formal the formal kind of training. So you're doing it from your own knowledge and you're also doing it at your own time. And that is a disservice to the development of a complete character. Yeah. Okay, so what we see here is the KNUT, the union at the forefront of developing understanding about the student and student learning, yes. understanding about the teacher and how to support the teacher to deliver a better education, and also, from what I'm hearing from you, is an understanding of society and its needs. So mm -hmm. you're looking at the bigger picture. And I just want to thank you for coming along here in a, on a very cold day in Brussels. We don't quite have snow on the ground, but it is <laughs> a, a chattering day. And, and for giving us a really important and crucial insight into life in the Kenyan education system. So thank you, Wilson, and thank you, Lucy, for sharing your ideas with us, and we will certainly have you back on the podcast here at EI. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much.
This was Ed Voices from Education International in Brussels on the web at ei-ie.org.